Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in for one more program. I know you will not be disappointed. David, good to have you here. Great to be here, John. Beautiful, bright, kind of cool, semi-cool. Yeah, beautiful day. Uh, late spring, early summer. Yes. And boy, you know, it seems, David, like the last couple of weeks or months, we've had guests on from around the world. Yes. And the same is going to happen today. And now, if anybody's listening, they're not getting real clear uh, volume or there's any static, what I do is just go to my phone or my iPad or go to Alexa if you have that and just tune in 89.1 FM radio or it's uh, www.wnzn.org, wnzn.org. But we do thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's a blessing to, to be, have this platform, this yes, radio is, program, John. and everybody that's uh, been part of it. Yeah. So today, without further delay, I want to introduce to you my brother and the Lord and a good friend I've known actually for quite a few years now. Gerard Long and his wife Jeannie are from Great Britain, from the UK, and he's going to tell you a little about his story of how he came here to be part of this great national awakening or revival. We're going to talk about those terms in a minute, but he... He really feels God directed him to settle in Ohio, in Cleveland, for this mm-hmm. particular time, for such a time as this, as it says in the book of Esther. Yeah. And so, Gerard, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, John, thank you so much um, for, for having me on your program. David, too, thank you. It's a privilege and honor to be on with you again today. Thank you. So, Gerard, I know um, you were on, a, I don't know, I'm going to say nine months ago, but I can't, but everything, so much has happened in that, that time this vision that you had and so many people in North, not just in Northeast Ohio, but across the nation have had, that this country is in dire need of a spiritual revival, an awakening, a visitation by the Lord. And you've kind of been walking point on that or on the uh, forward position. And when I look at the website or I'm on some of these national calls that you do, it's incredible uh, the number of people God has brought uh, under the big tent, so to speak, and literal tents. Now we're going to talk about that in a minute. But it's just been amazing. And so maybe just for the sake of the audience that don't know, can you explain um, Prayer of the Heart and use the acronym PATH and uh, how people can go there and see the difference? Just give that nice overview for us, Gerard. Sure. Well, PATH, uh, Prayer of the Heart, is uh, the, the mission is very simple. It's to ignite a great awakening through a national movement of humble, unified, desperate prayer and action. And it started before actually I heard about it. It started in 2021 when 3,000 or so Christians from many, many backgrounds, churches, denominations, ethnicities, came together in the, at the center, at the heart of America, which is a place called Lebanon in Kansas, for what we call a solemn assembly which is really a, a crying out to God for mercy, uh, asking for forgiveness, and, and that he would rend the heavens and come and visit us uh, again. Uh, we've, had, we've had two, some people would say three, but two great awakenings in the past in America. And, and there's been several across the world at different times when literally the presence of God comes. Uh, Typically, we talk about revival when Christians get revived. It's hard to, you can't revive something that's never been alive. So, I mean, people mix the terms up, so it doesn't matter too much. But uh, an awakening is when the presence of God comes over a whole community. The Welsh awakening would be one that people remember. Sometimes it's called the Welsh revival. But it's when, where they literally, there was a quarter of a million people 
came the faith in Christ, some, some say would say more, over a very short period of time. Uh, people get convicted that they're not right with God. They suddenly become aware they're not right with God. That is what we're looking for. We're desperate for God to come, have mercy on us. And many would say, I've heard uh, theologians, um, uh, politicians, academics, that unless, unless there is an awakening, unless God comes, uh, America as we know it um, is, is very shortly going to go into the abyss, so to speak. In fact, history proves that. When you, go, when you drop below certain levels on certain measures, things like <clears throat> socioeconomic, moral, um, uh, religious, financial, other grounds, the, the empires fall. Well, certainly with debt, America's in a terrible state. Certainly with morals, America's in a very dark way. There's a lot of darkness over the land. So that's in a nutshell what, we, what we're about. And we're, we've got various initiatives that we're, we're doing to, to help bring that about. Well, thank you, Gerard. That's a, a real good overview. You know, I know you were out in California at a seminar where they talked about these uh, indicators for when a country or a culture is in decline. And yeah. I, I mean, even a biblical point of view where you have, um, you, you become a debtor nation rather than a lending nation. You know, we're in yeah. tremendous debt. I think it's at $33 trillion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since Roe vs. Way, I think there's uh, over 60 million babies yes. have died. Uh, yeah. yes. Divorce rate, uh, the fentanyl that's coming in. The idea that there's just sporadic violence. I mean, it just yeah. it, it's cropping up all over, and that, that yeah. we're not only a country that once had not that we were ever quote unquote a Christian country, but we were dominantly a Judeo-Christian based country, and to yes. turn one's back on that, like ancient Israel, the shadow of that darkness can actually be much greater than a country like mm-hmm. on the mission field where they never had much gospel light. And so that yes. why, that ties into what you were saying. Maybe, I remember you talked about that at one of our meetings, these indicators. Yeah. that It really comes out of Romans 1, I think, a lot. When yeah. they, give, they, yeah. they turn it back on God, God turns them over. They turn it back. They don't have a love of the truth. They're God they gives them over to a lie. Speak to that and how that, one of those things that prompted you. And it seems like that's ignited something. Again, when I sit on some of these calls that you put together, Gerard, I mean, they're coming from... They come from the West Coast, they're coming from Texas, there's Indian tribes out in Arizona, New Mexico, and all over the place, urban yeah. and rural, and just talk about that a little bit. Yes, indeed. Well, th- this, this is, there's, a, there's a, an initiative called the Great Awakening Project, it's based down in Texas, and it's a group of, of <clears throat> theologians and academics who have studied the history of empires, great superpowers, if you like, through history, they've been according to, to their, how they analyze it, 26 of those, America would be the 27th. Okay. And they looked at certain measures uh, to see w- what the health of that empire was, and particularly they wanted to know why was it that empire failed. And they could, they could chart it. They could mm-hmm. see, okay, uh, debt, as you say, is one of the, one of the issues. M- morality is another one. Um, and there are socioeconomic uh, uh, measures. There were several of these. And sure enough, it was a consistent, when they fell below a certain measure, the empire fell. And then, of course, there was war, well, there was war because there was a vacuum, because uh-huh. that superpower had been... America, the 20... And here's, here's the point. America's the 27th. 
it has already fallen below every one of those measures. That's what you said before, right? And that, mm. yeah, that that's the wake up mm. call. That that two. Uh, I don't know how long you would give it. I mean, I would say two or three years, unless there is um, a, a turning back to God, and the darkness is driven off. There, there will be an implosion, and, and and you start to see some of that happening now. I mean, in the debt situation, for example, how how, how terrible the the incredible darkness over the land mm. and what i mean by that is things going on that you i mean our ancestors would turn in their grave if they saw what's happening what we're doing to children yeah how can you ever imagine that that is right um i mean they try and make out of this progress it's going such into darkness and as you've already mentioned that you know that the murder of our of our, our babies now so, so when that that darkness comes, an example of darkness would be Nazi Germany. Okay. I mean, how could they ever justify what what was happening there, and they're the, the killing off, killing the Jews and, and other you know lo, lower people as they thought. Um, how could they ever think that was right? Darkness. You, it's it's the forces of darkness that blind people's eyes from the things of God. And the further you get away from God, the more and more you lose your conscience. The more and more yeah. Satan can can interfere to kill, rob, and destroy. You know, you bring up a good point about Germany, Nazi Germany, because at the early 1900s, they were considered one of the most civilized civilizations yeah. or cultures or yes. people in terms of engineering, science. I'm thinking of Albert yeah. Schweitzer, music, art, architecture. Yeah. And by the middle of it, like you say, they're putting people on train cars and putting a, a, a branding on their heads and the, their, their arms in the gas chambers. And, and yeah. literally trying to destroy the world, certainly a good part of Western Europe. So it, it doesn't matter how intellectually advanced we are, because the scripture says clearly the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Yeah. And this goes yeah. way back to where your starting point. You've always, you and Jeannie, your wife, have always had a heart to reach the people. I know you've gone to India. You were the head of Alpha, which is a way to present the gospel in a very compelling way in, in both Europe and in the, in a, in the States. And now you're yeah. you're you're quarterbacking this whole uh, national uh, initiative for prayer, seeking the Lord, and with a focus or nucleus here in Cleveland, i.e., Northeast Ohio. And I want to get into that is is some of the strategy and some yeah. of the the the, um, the framework that you're using. Maybe you can explain a little of that to our people. Sure, sure. Well, I, I believe I know John. You're you're a man of the word. You love the word, David too. I do too. I believe God's given us in his word, in his inspired word, uh, he's given us the keys for um, his kingdom to come in. And we, we turn to scriptures in the Old Testament, we turn to Second Chronicles 7.14, well-known scripture associated with awakenings. Um, if my people, so we start off with unity, if my people, uh -huh. not, not, not a denomination, not any uh, you know, ethnic group, no, my people, followers of Jesus, that we're in the same family. If my people will humble themselves, sorry, will 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 uh, seek my face, uh, uh, pray and pray and seek my face. Sorry, back off. Sorry, if my people who are called by my name, beg your pardon. Uh -huh. So that second part is it's just about Jesus. You know, it's not about anyone, any individual. No big names, no big denomination. It's about Jesus, called by my name. That's the name to be exalted, no, no one else, only him. 
uh, will humble themselves. That means being dependent on God. Opposite, humility is pride. You know, I don't need. No, humility says we need you, Lord. Yeah. Desperately, we need you. Right. I need you every moment of every day, Lord. I need you. Well, pray and seek my face, and then the last bit is turn from your wicked ways, or as my wife Jeannie says, your selfish ways. And mm. I, you could argue what one of the one of the great weaknesses of the church in the West is is the flesh. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Is that we're more t- taken up with what we want to do here on on earth rather than what God wants to do from heaven. You know, Jesus typified that. Your will be done, Father. My my food is to do your will. I'm here from heaven just to do. He already never lived for himself at all. I, then, it, then it says, then I will come and heal your land. So those are the key points that we must, we must have unity. We must have unity. Um, and then the second thing is, um, we've got to mobilize because it's very, very key, very clear that the, the fight is not flesh and blood. We know that from Ephesians 6.12. The fight is against the spiritual forces of darkness and the unseen realm. And what do they do? Second Corinthians four four tells us that they blind Satan blinds people's eyes. Well, that's obviously not it's not about physical light. We're talking about spiritual light. It blinds people from seeing the things of God. That's what we were just talking about there just now. The darkness over the land. Well, Jesus gives us the keys because he says in Matthew four five four fourteen, you talking about his believe his followers Christians, you you are the light of the world, and then he said. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And then he gives us a strategy, very clearly how it works out in Luke 9. He sends out the 12 and basically says, go through the land, show them my love. And then when he repeats it, and we all know when anything's repeated in Scripture, it's always because God God is emphasizing a point. Right. In in Luke 10, he says, uh, he sends out the 72. And he said the same thing, go through and show them my love. I'm sending them out before me. You go out before me. Uh, go ahead of me. And they come back to Jesus, and in verse 18, there's a very strategic scripture. Said, Jesus said, I, the first thing he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the heavens. Hmm. And I said, it's interesting, and many of the commentators don't see this. Spurgeon and one or two others, they, they see it. I think it's very clear. I think it's... He's saying, look, you are light. As you go, what does light do to darkness? It drives them out. It's since the church in the West, in fact, John Stott, you, you, you probably know this, yeah. John, but John Stott said very clearly, he was a, a theologian with the Lord now, <clears throat> the state of any any town or city or, or state or nation is a direct responsibility of the church. So in, when you bring that back to America, or the West, let's say the West, what has the church not been doing <laughs> that has allowed Satan to occupy the unseen realm, which has caused such havoc over the land? Mm, and right. I think the one thing you would say when you compare us with what the early church, the disciples did, it was a go model. It was a go model. They, 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 weren't, they didn't settle. They were pioneers. They went through the land and they shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they showed people what God's love looked like. And they turned up 120 Filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit today. In fact, we got more. We could argue we got more availability of God's word than they had even in those days. Um, they turned the world upside down under the under the the, the 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 threat of the Roman Roman Empire, which was brutal, as we know. Mm-hmm. They turned the world upside down. How, how did that happen? 
Well, I would, I would, I would argue it's because we carry light, and they were letting letting their light shine, and they went through the land at the cost of their own lives. Um, but they shared the gospel, and and the gospel, the power of the gospel was was greater than any any military power or anything else. Right. <laughs> Turn the world upside down. If you look, and John, you know this because you you see it firsthand. You look through even today across the world. Where is where is the gospel having most impact? It's where the church is missional, isn't it? In yeah. in, in, in Africa and South <clears throat> America and Asia. Yeah. I know South, Af- you, South Korea, when, yeah. South Korea, where the yeah. church is missional, when it's going, as Jesus told us, the Great Commission is to go, it's having massive impact, huge right. impact. Right. It's a go gospel, like we always say. It's a go gospel. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus gave us the, he gave us the model. I mean, he breaks our hearts. And then when we think of what he did, he came from the glory of heaven, the comfort of heaven, if you like put himself out into this broken world, went through such pain and rejection that all that he did, he was showing us God, and then he said, follow me. Right. Do, do the same that I've done. And, you know, and so it's pretty clear, isn't yeah, it, I think? It's, it's a very good point you bring out, Joy. You know, one of the first words Jesus says in the Gospel of John is come and see. And one of the last things he'll say is go and tell. And, yes, and, and yes. it's... it's uh, it's it's not a formula. It's just an impulse. It's yeah. just a, a something that's almost should be natural to us. But we do need to be yes. stirred up. These kinds yes. of things that you're doing on a national basis, and particularly now here in Northeast Ohio. And yes. um, I one thing I really liked, uh, Gerard, when I would go to some of the meetings on the other side of town, on the east side, or in the you know out uh, North Ridgeville, is the is the wide variety of people and pastors. Mm that are linking yeah. arms and they're coming together and yeah. um, you know we, we have praise and we sing and then we pray together and there's a fellowship but there's you, you just see like these little inklings of the of the body of Christ you know we're yes you know yes. it's every tongue every nation every family every ethnicity yeah. and i think yes. what you've been able to do by God's grace through his holy spirit of course in cooperation is 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 bring these kind of often diverse groups together um, David, yes. did you want to say something on well, that? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, right now, uh, you know, you are how far in the process? What are we, about uh, 20% um, through the, the 40 days? 15%? Yeah, just, yes, that's right, 20% is probably right. We're just, okay. just beginning. Yep. Yeah, just beginning. So, uh, you know, um, in terms of what people will see when they go to these tents, could you give us just a little bit of a background on how yeah. the daily agenda works? And what is yes. the benefit of people going uh, to the tent during the day versus some of your evening stuff? So maybe you can just speak yeah. to that. Well, first of all, explain the tent. Yeah. Okay, people sure. might know what yeah. tents are about. Sure. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Well, we call we call them tent uh, a tent of meeting. They're tents of meeting, and, and that comes from the Old Testament. Remember when when the presence of God would come, and Moses would go out there, Joshua would go out, and the and the idea is that. Uh, we we go out. We invite people to come into these uh, uh, tents. Mm-hmm. It's it's neutral. It's neutral ground. It's not in any church building. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, some people won't, won't cross the threshold of a church. But yeah. you know, it's neutral ground where you can come as you are, very simply as you are, Christians, non Christians, and receive God's love in practical ways. And so we've got about nineteen different ministry groups. Everything from helping addicts women in crisis, pregnancy, the mentally ill, uh, seniors, on and on, different groups like that. Um, and we do that in the daytime. Okay, now, at the moment, 
we're, we're slow because we haven't really told people what's going on. We, 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 we've been slow with the PR, which I think was actually was a God's mercy in the end. Um, but so that happens. With, there's four sessions every day for 40 days in every one of the 10 tents. Mm. Okay. Okay. And so, the, so the early one is from nine, nine, nine o'clock through to twelve o'clock. They normally about two, two and a half hours long. And then we have we have a, a time of um, praise and worship and prayer. And then another practical session in the afternoon. And then in the evening, we know we have different sessions on people coming uh, to to lead praise and worship, um, celebrate recovery. They they're doing some of those. And then we have nights of hope, which are specific outreach events as well in the evening. Now, in the daytime, the numbers are, are, are low. Sometimes it's, it's, it's in one or two, or maybe not even anyone. You might turn up in a, in a tender meeting, and that's okay. That's okay because we say, hey, just come and pray. Come and, come and be in God's presence and pray, uh, and, and maybe if someone else comes, you can pray with that person, and that's great. Uh, those, those will slowly pick up as we go through the 40 days because we'll start telling people, hey, there's going to be people ministering to that. If you're, if you're a, an addict, we can minister to you here. We had just someone in over in Lower <clears throat> Lorraine. Uh, an addict came in, and we were able to put, put the individual straight into a into a rehab home uh, there and then. We oh, that's great. Sent them over. The person came to the yeah. Lord, and then we, we linked them up. So we, we want we want to meet people's practical needs. Um, and if we can't do it there and then, we can link them up to ministries. We've got great a great link up to ministries to help them with that. They're, obviously, if they're struggling with mental illness. And then, of course, also spiritual. And so we, we've provided training for everybody involved with Prayer at the Heart on, on how to lead someone to Christ and, and through the sinner's prayer. And then we're going to follow up with simple foundations training as well. So because so often what happens when they go to conferences and, and crusades and things, they, they come to the Lord, but there's no, there's no, there's no uh, foundation uh-huh. and they quickly fall away. So we want to get them linked in straight away to some basic Bible teaching to give them a bit of a bit of root, if, if you like. Excellent. So that's what that's what happens in the tents of meeting. The evenings are, I mean, you've been to one or two, John, I think, mm-hmm. where it's 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 uh, getting bigger, the bigger bigger and bigger now. And we've got some big events we're planning um, down the road, which I can mention in a moment, if I may. Now, uh, Gerard, give the uh, website where people can see the time and the locations of the uh, yes. of the meetings. You see. Sure, sure. So the it's it's prayer at the heart dot org. Okay. Prayer at the heart dot org, and then on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, uh, YouTube, you'll find us on there as well. And we we try and do, I try and do daily up- updates. I, it probably works out more like what every other day. Yeah. <laughs> I do an update. Um, but there's great stories. I mean, there was someone came to the Lord over in downtown Lorraine, got baptized straight away in Lake Erie. Another guy over in, actually, he was over in East Cleveland. Yeah, oh, that's wow. where we grew up. Yeah. So there was these guys working on a home. Uh, one, of, one of the guys, our guys went over them, ch- chatting to them. They all gave their heart to the Lord. Is that right? <laughs> and, it, you know, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Is I, if what we... we what we're saying is true and there's a darkness over the land as as the darkness starts to shift as as the christians start to go it will get easier and easier to talk about jesus and it will get easier and easier for people to come to faith in him okay because they, they'll see it they'll see it uh-huh. I, I was in the, the westlake the westlake uh, tender meeting last night and that 
and the guy was saying that he's he's finding that already his there's been a shift in his family his his his, his parents uh, his brothers his cousins they're, they're all for whatever reason starting to inquire about Christianity and uh-huh. he's sensing it so I I think we the, the word for Christians is is now gossip the gospel wherever you are on your walks in the supermarket wherever you get an opportunity proclaim Jesus just not not in a religious way but what I mean by that is just get into conversation with someone and bring in about about the kingdom of God bring in about Jesus you know have you seen that tent up there do you know what's going on I always ask people are you a person of faith uh-huh. that's my opening that's my opening thing it's a great way of getting into that into a chat that's good and that opens the door that opens the door for talking about the Lord Excellent. Come on, David. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the Project Pray. I know a team of Korean intercessors came in early in the process, and there was a pretty large group from Korea, and they yeah. prayed in, what, 40 U.S. cities? Is that true? Do I have that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 400, 400 came over wow. from Korea. It was double from last year. And the history of that is that uh, I think it was in 1973. Right. Um, Billy Graham was over in Seoul. That's um, right. Yeah. Were, uh, over a million, I think, people went to his crusade. 75,000 of them uh, came to faith in Jesus. And it was the transformation of the nation. I mean, since then, they've risen right up South Korea. Amazing. And they see America actually as the sort of mother America. And because of Billy Graham and what happened, and they are desperately concerned about the state of America. Hmm. And that's the motivation for them to come over. They pay their own airfares. We put them up when they're here. They come over and uh, they, they go to, let's say, 40 cities this year. I think it was 41, actually, in the end. Uh, and, and they came to, had a group came to Cleveland. And they don't pray for us. They pray with us. They're trying to get us praying as well. Yeah. So they go through, and they were here for about five days or so. And powerful, powerful pray. They know how to pray. Those guys. They really, they really do yeah. uh, earnestly pray. And that's part of it. That was the star. The the guy who organised that, uh, Dr. Doug Doug Small, is the chairman of actually a prayer at the heart. So he's in. He's a great, great prayer general, um, and uh, was was has been involved with both of those. So they're all linked. They're all linked. Yeah. Terrific. Well, yeah. yeah. I know North Korean. I'm sorry, South Korean. Even with our mission agency. They're extremely um, sacrificial and, and yeah. very oh, much yeah. into prayer and intercession and go into the yes. really difficult places around the world, you know, for yes. missions and church planning. So that's that's incredible. And I know they I've talked with South Koreans and they feel indebted to the United States because of the freedom after the Korean War and the missionaries yeah. that came in yeah. at the yeah. turn of the nineteenth century. And then of course I think the Billy Graham crusade that you referenced gerard i may have been the biggest crusade yeah. ever i saw pictures of it down at the billy graham museum in charlotte yeah and it is amazing you know it's so incredible they yeah. feel that i've talked to ones and they said yeah we like you say they feel a burden for america yeah and, and they can help by uh igniting uh, these prayer these prayer vigils and these in these uh kind of like putting us mm-hmm. to shame yeah. <laughs> it, hey, come yeah. On. yeah, it's your country. Come on, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, John, I, I think, uh, and David, I, I think here's the thing that when you see all those, uh, those early Christians, uh, they were all in, weren't they? They were all in. In fact, I love that verse in, in Revelation 12 11. They overcame, overcame him, overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony. 
and they love not their lives under death. Right. They they just live for the kingdom of, of kingdom of God. They just mm-hmm. live for God's will at the expense of their own lives. And I think we've got to get back to that. We've got to see that we're not. This is not our home. This is not our home. Right. You know, we're we are we are sojourners. We're pilgrims here, and we're on mission. And um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I sort of use the analogy. Imagine that you're an astronaut. You're going to the to the moon. You know, you're on a mission. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, but then you, someone turns around and say, "Well, let, let's make up our home home here, shall we?" Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Come on, God. Yeah, yeah. Don't you it's... realize? Don't you realize what what we've got? You yeah. know, and as Christians, what we have in Jesus, what we have in the future in heaven, well, you, you can't compare it with, with what right. is. So we live for the things above, not for the things of this earth. Right. I mean, it, it, you're right. We're just walking across this bridge of time, mm-hmm. and it's a short bridge. Boy, is it ever. Between yes. eternity right. and, um, uh, it, it, you know, we just have to get, all of us have to stir up the gift that's within us to get that yes. eternal perspective and to say, you know, one person could be reached through this this entire crusade, and that person yeah. it's that person, and that spark ignites a fire. So all yeah. all we can do, you know, like in the Old Testament, the, the 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 righteous people would prepare the wood, they prepare the stone, they prepare yeah. it, they, and then they pray to God to bring the fire. Yeah. You know, they yes. bring the fire, Lord. <laughs> that's and that's what we, you've done. Us so much preparation, Gerard, and your team. To set to set the, the wood and the challenge mm-hmm. and everything here, and we just continue to pray, uh, Lord. Yeah. We're seeing these early indicators, these little sparks, these little fires, but Lord, bring yes. the fire and touch. Yeah. Why not Cleveland? I always say that. Why not Cleveland? Yes. I mean, you know, like yeah. you say, it yes. happened in Wales, the Great Welsh yeah. Revival. It happened, the famous businessmen's revival of 1858 in New York City, and yeah. why not Cleveland? Uh, for wow. such a time as this, in uh, yeah. yes, yes, amen. So we're just, uh, yeah. you know, we're all like saying, uh, okay, what do we do now? What do we do now, David? You want to have a comment? Well, yeah, just a couple questions. You know, one is you have an incredible story, just about you know the losses that you and uh, your family have been through. I mean, tremendous losses. And you know, uh, we've had you on the show a few times. You know, the joy that you express is incredible. Um, what really was the impetus for you to take a lead in this project now? And why did you think it was the right timing? Well, um, I had an encounter we got in, ni- in 1980, 43 years ago, and um, the presence of God came in this room. It was my last year at college. I was off campus, and I was completely transformed. Fell head over heels in love with Jesus Christ. As this, this liquid love was poured into my heart, cried like a baby. Um, I hadn't cried for seven or eight years, and I, there was a, there was a, there was a seed sown in my heart then um, for uh, for two things. One, one just that people would would meet with Jesus, and that that was uh, linked to this this prayer for a great awakening. I didn't understand it at the time, but yeah. but that's what I was started to pray. Lord, if you can do this for me, little old me, you could do this for everybody. Just your presence come. Why not? And so that was a seed that grew and grew and grew mm. over those 43 years wow. um, in different initiatives. Um, so much so in, 90, in, in 2017, um, I, I, I had a season of being desperate to meet people who had been at a, at a great awakening. And the last one that I knew of, um, particularly, was on the island of Lewis. You were saying, John, about, you know, can anything good come out of, of Cleveland? Well, the island of Lewis would be a place that you'd think, surely not. There's, you know, it's a very, very barren island. There's hardly any trees on the island. 
Hmm. And yet God God consistently has turned up there. Oh. In 1949, hmm. um, uh, there was an incredible outpouring of the presence of God. You can go on, you can go online, look, look it up. Sometimes it's called the, the Lewis Awakening or Lewis Revival. Worth listening to what happened. I wanted to meet people who, and I wanted to ask them, what was it like? Tell me what it was like when the, when this all happened. Yeah. So we went over there. I went over there with Jeannie and my, my wife, and then my, my mom is now in heaven. And we did. We, we The Lord clearly led us to a, play, a bar. This. We went to the church where it all started. And we went there on Sunday morning, and the Lord led us. We met Harold and Agnes. They were both there as teenagers uh-huh. when God came that night. And they both got wonderfully saved. Oh, yeah. um, came to faith in Jesus and they told us they told us what how amazing they used to go from meeting to meeting through the night now they they still had they school they still had work somehow they had the energy they'd go back for a couple of hours sleep and go off to wherever they were going the day went on day after day because they said that they were they were the air was electric with the presence of God and as they traveled to the meeting they would sing it say they said it was like a troop of angels singing with them it was just incredible joy incredible love incredible sense of purpose and now they're in their 80s they all prayed for us we all wept uh, it was amazing so that's been growing in me for, for many many years and then we're back in the in, in the uk um i had a uh, let me just 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 interlude with something so in 2019 we were living down in malibu actually but i had this season of incredible burden for, to pray for god for, for an awakening and I, I literally for weeks I'd get up in the middle of the night and cry so I had no more tears to cry Lord please have mercy and I was partly praying for what had happened in our personal lives for justice Luke 18 justice against our adversary Lord give us justice come and have, Lord visit us please Lord and I used to cry and cry eventually at the end of several weeks the Lord just said to me Joe your prayers have been heard it will happen in my time it'll happen in my time so um, later that year, 26th of October, I had this massive cardiac arrest. I literally, I won't go into it, it could take too long, but I literally died for 30 minutes. And very strangely, I, when I was put into a coma, I, I, I woke up early and I'm suddenly getting out of bed. And I'm trying to get out of bed anyway. I'm obviously wrapped up with wires and everything else. Um, and I'm mumbling something like, I must get on, I must get on with the work. I don't know. I don't remember anything. My mm. fear is, was it that the Lord gave me an assignment in that time that I was un- you know, away. I was clinically, I was dead for 30 minutes. I, I'm not sure, but it's strange what happened anyway in, that, in those moments. We're back in the UK in 2021, go back to help our mums at 19, they some help. At the end of the year, we get this text from a very good friend of ours, mutual friend, uh, uh, Fred Corey. And he basically texts me, I got it in the early hours of the morning, I wouldn't normally look at a text at that time, but I looked at it and there's Fred's note, he said, they're, look, they're asking for names to be put forward to be the executive director of this ministry called Prayer at the Heart. I wouldn't, if it stopped there, I would have said no. I mean, I've had offers before. <clears throat> we had our own ministry, Awakening to God Ministries. At the end of it, he said, it's all about a great awakening. And I, when they said that, it sort of gripped my heart. And so I, I said, yeah, put my name forward. Not expecting anything, to be honest. I didn't even tell Jeannie in the morning. And then um, later that day, mm-hmm. Uh, Fred didn't know, but that day the, the board were meeting, the Waiting to God board were meeting, and they looked at the video of, of our story and they all start crying 
in the Bormen, and they believe, they said that we believe this is the one that God wants to do. So they came back with all these messages. At that stage, I thought I better tell Jeannie it's getting serious. She she now she was under she was under cancer treatment, which she's been oh, back yes. in the bladder cancer yeah. the last three and a half. She's under the first thing she says that the, the wonderful woman that she is. She said, George, you've got to do this. This is your heart." Wow. And so we we up roots. We left our our, mm. our, our her mum. Um, my our son and and our loved ones and we had a beautiful set up there with a beautiful part of the country, but we knew this was God's calling. So we came and we thought initially it was going to be New York because we, when we first came to America in two thousand and one, yeah. we had a, we were based in New York for about two years. I had a lot of friends, a lot of contacts. Every door closed. Every door closed. So we said, okay, Lord, we've got that one wrong. Um, where, where do you want us? <laughs> wow. And 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 it became very clear. That he, he was leading us to Northeast Ohio. Wow. Now I didn't I didn't know at that point some of the rude things that said about Northeast Ohio, um, uh, but but it, now I realise <laughs> that this is just the sort of place that God likes to turn up and yeah. and, and to show His glory because right. that this is this is how the Lord, our God works. He goes to the least and the, and, and the lost and and shows His glory so that He gets all the glory nothing to do with man it's all him and so and then then i heard about these prophetic words of many of them gulliver's prophecy one of the most famous ones in 2005 when they, they that someone saw the god moving uh, like gulliver and the head was over cleveland and as the head raised raised up then the the, the rest of the body well part of the body was over columbus and then cincinnati and then it, then it spread across the nation that's our vision for what's happening now is as we wow. this will ignite a great awakening, and anybody can anybody can replicate what we're doing here. Hmm. It, it, it only takes willing hearts and a humility, because it's got to be the church, got to be unity, yeah. coming together in in a, in a in a county in a city, and saying, okay, guys, let's work together as one under under the the name of Jesus. We can have our different T's and different I's in in our four walls and the different theology. That's okay. It's not uniformity. But when we get out, all we're concerned about is Jesus, and we're unified in Him. We're unified mm -hmm. in Him. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's work together and let's go through the land and and help the broken and the lost, because that's God's heart. Right. That's what Jesus did. Let's reach out to those folks and share the gospel, and and I think this this can spread. This can spread easily. So, uh, Gerard, a couple questions. You know, I'm looking at the lost and broken people list. Uh, that you have on your uh, mission team. It's Northeast Ohio Pilot for Prayer at the Heart. Are, are you suggesting, based on what you said earlier, should these people look to come in the evenings where there will be counselors and, and more help versus daytime? Well, I, I don't want to misquote you or mislead anyone. Um, yeah. What, uh, how yeah. would you, if they're listening, what would you suggest for them? Well, I, I would say if you go on the website and you think, let's say there's an addict, okay, someone's addicted, could be all sorts of things. Um, yeah. Then uh, if you go onto our schedule on our website, you will see on there specific names of people. If there's a name of a person in the slot there, um, then you'll know there's someone there to minister to you. So okay. most, most of the schedule now is up to date. If there's no one there to minister to you, it'll just say open prayer. Open prayer. Okay, okay. But where it, where it says a specific ministry, marriage and families, for example, you can go, you can get some, you can get some uh, encouragement and prayer okay. for, for your family. 
um, for for your marriage if you, if you need it. Um, if there's addicts, human trafficking is another one that we, we're, we're doing um, uh, on and on. And as we go forward now, we'll get more and more. I think we've got about 170 people signed up to volunteer now. Um, we're, we're getting those those people allocated to across the tents of meetings so they can go in and help in different ways. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get more of those daytime slots filled um, and specifically in some of the most some of the need, most needy areas. Okay, um, so, so, so with the timeline right now, you're about 20% through. What what does yeah. the rest of the timeline look like? How are you building up steam? So what we're, what we're starting to do now is to, to uh, identify specific hotspots, if you like. Okay. For example, for example, um, downtown Lorraine, God seems to be doing something special over there. And uh, things are starting to happen. So and it's a, where we got our tent, it's an incredibly needy area. I mean, there's you know prostitution there's drug addicts there's gangs all, all sorts around mm. there and those are the sort of people that god loves to come to so we've got a great team of people to to minister to those folks so we're going to do a big event on the 24th of may if there's one thing that someone wants to come to to see what's happening come to that okay it's six 600 west 6th street lorraine okay. and um there's a, there's a sort of field there. You'll see our tent. We're going to do a little stage. We're going to have a hip-hop group going. We're planning to get a very well-known celebrity uh, basketball player or footballer to come along. There'll be some powerful testimonies. A, a former MMA fighter champion uh, will be there. I might share one or two words about coming back from, from being dead for 30 minutes. You know, there'll, there'll be great mm-hmm. stories. Okay. But also, also people are going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and there'll be there'll be an opportunity for them to receive Christ. Um, so come to that, that, that's on the 20th, and then we're going to do more and more of that, um, particularly, I would say, in areas that, that where we see God moving. Yeah. Um, that's a great thing with 40 days, you know, we get the opportunity. Oh, sure, that's okay, Lord, good. Where, where, where are you moving? Let's let's go and focus there. Let's, let's throw the fuel on the fire where you're moving. I like that. And so there'll be other things down in, in, in I, I hope and pray, in East Cleveland, John down there will do things uh-huh. down there because that's a very needy area. Um, and then in central Cleveland, um, hmm. North Ridgeville, things are happening there. And also the, the Illyria as well. There's some good things happening there. So we'll be doing specific events that will advertise. The fish will do, you know, we'll put some, put some uh, notices on the fish, social media, and, um, and, and encourage more and more people to come to it. Very good. That's good. That's good. You know, I was just looking online about this Lewis revival. It's also the Hebrides, also called the Hebrides revival. Yes. Start yes, 1949 it. to 1952. It was yes. it was started by two sisters, Peggy and yep. Christine Smith, 84 and 82, and both of them were completely blind. Mm-hmm. No, let's see. Peggy was completely blind. Christine bent over with arthritis, but they That's were right. burdened for a spiritual yes. state of their island, and they just started praying. Yes, <laughs> God moved, and then uh, the church, which you already said, caught fire on you know in terms of the Holy Spirit. But it started with two women, eighty-two yeah. and eighty-four years old. So yes. it only yes. takes a spark to get a fire going, and in, yeah. in God's economy, uh, who knows? I, I this I do know: God's not willing that any should perish, but that all may come yeah. to repentance. So we know we're in the center of God's will. Whenever yes. we pray for the lost, you see, it's yes. not, is it your will yes. or could it be your will? So you guys, I like that hotspot kind of a strategy where you're looking 
for where you're some, seeing some serious movement, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. inquiries, conversion, testimonies. I like yeah. that. You know, it's very strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we've, I mean, God, we feel God's led us in every state. Even the idea of the tents of meeting, that was the, that, the Lord put that idea in. And the 40 days, that came in as well. You know, you, we all know it's the end of the day. It's all, it's from him, through him, to him. Yeah. All things, he gets all the glory. We, we're, just, we're just humbled uh, privileged to be be able to co-labor with him, aren't we, in what he's doing yeah. on this earth. I mean, it's, what a privilege that is. Exactly yes. right. You know, real quick, uh, if anybody tuned in late, this is WNZN Radio coming from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM on, the, on your station, and we're interviewing our good friend and brother in the Lord, Gerard Long, who's headed up this uh, prayer at the heart ministry. It's national. It's really a national movement of God. Uh, to just just see revival, to see an awakening come to this country, yeah. desperately need, you know, politics this way, politics that way, you know, this program, that program. But we need a move of God to see a serious lifting of the the, the spirit, the cloud of spiritual uh, blight that that has really come across yeah. this country, particularly yeah. post World War Two, and. Um, so the, the really good place to go, I just pulled it up again, was uh, the website, uh, uh, prayeratheheartpath.org. Mm-hmm. And that's where the scheduling, these tents, these places where people are meeting on a regular basis throughout Northeast Ohio. And yeah. Um, yeah. it's just amazing what's going on, you know. And, and, and we're just praying, praying, praying that we see a major breakthrough. Yes. Yes. And, and so I guess what is going to be the goal at the end of the 40 days what does that last week look like? And then where do you go from the 40 days with Prayer at the Heart Ministry? What is the plan from that, whatever comes of yes. this? Yeah. Well, it's a good question. The, the, the first thing we're going to do, the day after, the 40, 41st day, which will be June the 17th, we're going to have a great celebration down in, in downtown, in the public square, Cleveland. Oh. And in, 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 a, in a sense, that's a declaration to say from here on in, Jesus gets first place. From here on in, we want him to be first. I mean, one of our part of our vision is for the business world. Uh, we've had some great testimonies from some of the business guys. Um, is is that we every business where there's a Christian, they'll, they'll start a prayer meeting, and and it doesn't have to be you know long, but just get in a bit earlier, but make it simple. Find a conference room. Find try and find another brother. Jesus always said two by two. Find someone else. And just start praying for God's kingdom to come. Just imagine mm. if every every business across Northeast Ohio, mm. were, were, there was a prayer meeting going, for example. So so anyway, so we'll have that great celebration. That's so that's going to be at midday through to six o'clock. Please come to that. We want to fill that square. We want, we want thousands of Christians to come to that, and we'll have some great worship down there. And uh, it'll be televised. It will go. It'll be streamed across the world. Because people are watching what's happening here, they're watching mm-hmm. to see what's happening. Um, so come to that, and then, and then really, our, the vision is that this is just the beginning. You know, this isn't this isn't an event; it's the beginning of a of a shift on on in how the church operates. That we from here on in is in one sense we believe the Lord's birthing a new some new a new wine skin. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Is that we is that we're missional from here on in will be missional. That will be more concerned about the people who are lost and broken and heading for the wrong place for eternity than than having our needs met, so to speak. I mean, the Lord already meets our needs, doesn't He? Yes. Go 
and low I'm I'm with you always. I mean that's if you go I'm with you I'm with you always so sort of speak. I mean yes he is if you have accepted Jesus but he's particularly close as we go in in alignment with his with his word. And so let's let's change how we do church. Let's keep working together in unity. Let's not lose that. Um, and let's let's reach out to those people who still don't know Jesus. And then we hope it will spread. We want to do the whole of Ohio later in the year. And then in parallel, we hope other states will and other counties and other cities will start picking this up. And, and uh, it doesn't have to be exactly the same, but it's the principle of unity and mobilizing. Excellent. And have, how, how's the response of pastors been, you know, to ignite and to get on board and, and go forward? Well, we've been, I mean, we've been amazed to see how people have come in from different parts of the church. Um, one of our board members, Chuckle Joe Solstice, is, is a, a strong Catholic believer and loves the Lord. Um, and he's, he's been a, a great connection with the Catholic Church. So a lot of mm-hmm. Catholic parishes are, are, are getting involved. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that's, that's wonderful. But, you know, these are people who love Jesus. They may not do everything exactly as we do, as, as other denominations. They do different things differently. But hey, if you know, if you love Jesus, you've received Him. We're in the same family. So we've right across. We have representation of of uh, different parts of the church, which is great. Uh, the only part we ha- haven't got, if any, everyone's listening in, you're an Orthodox priest. We'd love to link arms with the Orthodox uh, Church as well. But so that's good. One or two, one or two have have. So you said no. We want to, We've got to do. Our, you know, we've got our own program and, and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. We respect that. We honour that. You know that that's if that's the case. Um, I just my my prayer is for vision, for vision, because um, if you if you see God's heart and, and God's way, it, he he wants us to be one. He wants us to be one, not just stay within our own tribe. I mean, someone said that. The most segregated uh, day uh, in America on, on any week in America is, is on Sunday morning. We all go to our different churches. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we want to we want to see African Americans, Latinos, Caucasian, Christians all working together across the different churches, East coming to West. Amazing, um, and and then we're seeing that so that they can see that unity, this unity, not not just unity within your own tribe. I mean, that's good. But it's unity across the broader border. It's a bit like the tribes of Israel, you know, have yeah. unity with the only one. No, this is the whole army that's being called out, and we can do far more together than we can apart. Yeah, amen to that. What have you seen, Gerard? You're, you're plugged into the whole nation. What have you seen uh, when you talk about uh, a Holy Spirit activity or a hot spot? What do you see around the nation? Because you have a good perspective that most of us don't on this. Well, I, I, I think there are there are the signs of of the Lord starting, as you say, to spark a, a revival uh, and uh, an awakening. We, we we heard recently of this of the revival in Asbury that spread to different right. universes across the land. There's just been a, a wonderful gathering of Indian tribes. I think four five hundred and forty odd were invited. Is that right? Most of them came. Yeah, that was down down in New Mexico. They had an incredible gathering down there. Um, and, and, and seeking the Lord, and many think that they will be, as well as the youth and the children, they'll be the part of the tip of the spear for this whole thing. In fact, we've got a, we've got a family of, of First Nations here now in Northeast Ohio going across the tents, and they are praying in the tents. The whole family, they come from New Mexico, they flew up on their own, on their own costs to, to, because of what's happening here, to come and pray for us here. Amazing. So, 
Uh, so that's that's happening, and, then, and different. Some of the states involved with Prayer of the Heart, they're they're linking up with the counties. The counties are getting moving down in Texas, where we first started with a solemn assembly at Brady in Texas. They're moving out to the counties now. We're linking up with other groups, Awake America. Wherever we can link arms, we we can will link arms. And uh, so I, I'm. There are there are, uh, I believe, signs that there's something something big that's stirring. Something big is stirring. Big, yeah. I saw something out at uh, Oklahoma State University. Uh, yeah. they, were, they were filling yeah. a stadium. Like you say, the, even the universities uh, yes. seem to be suggesting that there's this move. Uh, they yeah. had, I think they had 20,000 at the stadium there. But, um, yeah, so these things are going on, and, and everyone, I think there is this, like, coming out of a slumber or like a, a sleep, you know, where it says in the scriptures, yes. wake up, oh, you sleeper, you know, wake up the days. Yes. Sure. And we don't have many minutes left here, Gerard. I do want to thank you. I know you're extremely busy at this time. You took time yes, to get you. the word on. But I hope that this word can get out and inform a lot of listeners. And then a go-to site, uh, like I always tell our listeners, everything we do is archived on john1421.com, john1421.com. And there'll be, uh, by title, this will probably say uh, uh, Gerard Long, uh, Prayer at the Heart Revival, something like to that, so people can get it. And then it should be on this Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on the radio station. That's our normal hour, uh, but with COVID and everything, we got kind of scrambled around this way and that way. So that's where we're at. I hope that informs the listeners. It even informed me a lot more knowing what's going on here, Gerard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want to pray before we do close and ask God's continued blessing on you and Jeannie and uh, the, the work that God has called you to do and to lead and to all these leaders and not just leaders, but people coming from hither and yon. Well, I was out in North Ridgeville and I heard the testimony of Bill Fisher's children. It was amazing. Just amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they hear with the yeah. young people. And uh, I think that's going to be contagious. Young people coming mm, yeah. forward to expect, and, yes. and even get us old people kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gerard, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, before I, I close, I know you got a big national prayer uh, Skype call coming shortly. Do you not? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to clip in on that. Uh, let me just yeah. pray before that prayer. Okay. Thank you, Heavenly thank Father. You. I just thank you, Lord, for this day, this beautiful day outside, and just general revelation from just creation tells us there's a creator and when we look at your word we're told that you you indeed you so love the world not just love the world you so love the world you gave your only begotten son that whomsoever that's anybody that believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life lord i thank you for gerard and Jeannie and the call uh, upon their lives and how they've answered it and came up here more than a year ago uh, to help orchestrate and lead this national prayer movement, prayer at the heart. I pray you continue to bless them and their leadership and all these other pastors and leaders and everybody uh, that's in every business, students, every walk of life, Lord, as they come forward to say, uh, to seek you, Lord, in, in, in the Chronicles, if my people who are called by me in name. Uh, will turn from their wicked ways and seek you with a humble heart that there will be a visitation, there will be a revival that this country so desperately needs. Bless them with all the logistics, with scheduling, with finances, everything that is needed to to move forward with this tremendous uh, endeavor uh, to touch this nation, touch the world with the love of God. Bless him, protect him, provide, we pray. And just with unexpected uh, doors opening and unexpected, completely unexpected prayers, we just... 
claim, Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I will show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. I just pray that for my brother this day, for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Gerard. Thank you, Gerard. We'll see you soon, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.